action. Welcome to Torn Stubbs, the trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson. I'm still a Jew, I'm a photographer, and I'm creative director at Trash, which can be found at movetotrash.co.uk and... Joshua Winning. It's still Christmas, and I'm still the greatest film critic you've never heard of. Today is our Boxing Day episode, and today we are... (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) And we're going to the movies. <laughs> Today is Tokyo Godfathers, directed by Satoshi Kon, and it came out in 2004. Tokyo Godfathers is an anime, and it sees three tramps. <laughs> That's actually nice. what they are. Homeless I think says Christmas more than tramps. Uh, there's a drunk, a young girl, and a former drag queen called Miss Hannah. And they discover an abandoned baby on the streets of Tokyo in some bins. And they decide to locate the mother. I've never really watched anime before. Oh, okay. Have you? I don't think so. I remember maybe as a kid. Actually, I have a very strong memory of my dad doing ironing. Um, and I must have been he's only done it the once <laughs> it was a wonderful day it's such a Christmas memory <laughs> but um, I remember I remember him doing the ironing and I was watching some sort of anime and at one point I just remember it so clearly this anime character kicks off his shoes because he said I can run faster without shoes and he starts running around sort of this this cliff face and goes into a cave but I've never been able to huh. discover what it is um, but that's I think that's the only connection I've ever had to anime I was too old for Pokemon are you sure it wasn't Thundercats what? no it it's kind of got <laughs> um, an anime kind of had a well it had a, a dodgy kind of really low budget hmm. like anim, an animation style but the anime as, as a as a genuine anime thing no i've never really watched them like i said i was too old for pokemon and, and dragon ball z when it came out um and ugo oh yeah and the other one digimon and all digimon that. Yeah, yeah yeah and i've never watched um ghost in the shell mm. i've always held off from watching akira because i really want to read the graphic novel first but it's there's like i mean there's like 12 or so volumes and they're 25 quid each and, and if you do the maths that's like 1500 pounds <laughs> just watch the film if you do the math it's probably something different <laughs> um but i'm pretty sure if i wait long enough there'll be a whitewashed hollywood version come out well, like ghost in the to. shell this year they have been trying to have they that. been trying to um so no i've never really watched anime before so and that's one that's the reason why i chose this film mm. for for the podcast i thought it's something different it's not your typical Christmas movie, and of of the three films that we've watched uh, this festive period, it is the film that I think, in, as an outsider looking in, as a Jew looking in the window, going, "Can I have some turkey, please?" Um, it's the I think it's the one film that embodies the Christmas spirit as I understand it the most. Yeah, which is hilarious because Japan traditionally they do celebrate Christmas, but it's not as a religious thing. Oh, really? It's just like a national. It's not even a national holiday. I think it's just like people celebrate Christmas by giving each other gifts and stuff. But I don't think it's actually a religious... But that's how you celebrate it. Well, yeah, I know. Exactly. But I mean, I have a more traditional 
I did celebrate as a Catholic as a child, and so I had that that entry into Christmas, as you might say. Do you do, you do the uh, big meal every year? Uh, you know, like because the way I, I family, I do. I mean, the way I understand it is you you go round to people's houses on Christmas Eve, or you're with your family on Christmas Eve. If you're European, like if you're Dutch or something, you open your presents on Christmas Eve. Oh, and in Denmark, you get books on Christmas Eve and things oh, like I that. Oh, I like that. I know, you know how much I love a book. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've been reading the Kim Newman book that you bought me yesterday, half an hour ago in real life. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I understand it. You 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 do the Christmas Eve, then you go and have your meal on the the day after. Some people have it like lunchtime. Other people have it like three o'clock, or mm-hmm. it's more dinner. But you you know you have you watch the Queen's speech and you're with your family. I've never watched the Queen's speech. Really, I've never watched it. But you really? do that whole thing where you you you're with your family and you do the presents with under the tree and all that. Yeah, yeah, we do that, and then we'll have like, yeah, we'll have like a, a big lunch, and then we'll all sit around doing board games and like getting pissed and arguments. We don't really do all arguments. We're a very repressed family, so we don't <laughs> repress. <laughs> you just bottle it up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Basically. I've never I've never actually ever really done that. I think we had we've had people round because. It's a day off work and what else are you going to do? So we've had people around and we've never really done the Christmas meal. But, you know, we'll sit and watch the TV like Wallace and Gromit was always something. But actually doing proper Christmas where you wear a Christmas jumper and you do Christmas Eve and then you do Christmas Day with presents. I'm actually going to be doing that for the first time this year. Oh, why? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going... Sorry, what? Why? Why? Oh, because um, I'm going to Manchester to spend it with my friend Lee. Oh, cool. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Um, Happy he lives Christmas. In, well, he lives in Barcelona and he's coming over and his parents are going away, so we're taking over his house. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and Christmas is also going to be taking over his house. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I said to him, I really want to do a traditional Christmas. You're going he, to get your first visit from Santa. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Actually, have you been a good weirdly, boy, I have a, I have another memory. <laughs> I'm so it must be the tea. I don't usually drink tea, but I'm drinking a cup of tea now. Maybe the, <laughs> the tea is bringing out all these memories. I'm, I'm afraid. I remember being on holiday in Bournemouth at Sandbanks Hotel, and I remember lying there, waking up on Christmas Eve. It must have been Christmas morning. I remember lying there terrified that Santa was coming into my room. Well, that's because Santa Claus used to be a child-eating monster, like from Scandinavian mythology. Really? Santa Claus is like this terrifying, horrible, gross old man who like, it's like the Krampus. It's like, I think that's German mythology. The Krampus is the, the monster who comes along to judge if you've been naughty or nice. And if you've been naughty, then you're basically going to hell. <laughs> Isn't it weird how different cultures have a different mm. viewpoint of Christmas? Like, our, I, I would imagine our, your, this country's view of of christmas and father christmas is is based on the american ideal it's what it's the coca-cola thing yeah coca-cola created the santa with the red coat and all that stuff so before that guy what what was what was the 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 character associated with with christmas i don't actually know because i mean as a have i mentioned i'm a jew (laughs) what's that (laughs) looking out i mean i mean looking in from the outside the name I would always I would always come into contact with is Saint Nick. Oh yeah, yeah, Saint Nicholas. Right. So that's Christian stuff. That's wow. a Christian thing. Yeah. Saint <laughs> Thank <Nicholas>. you, Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's 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 interesting that, that, that uh, this whole cultural thing is one of the reasons why I chose Tokyo Godfathers because it yeah. is a different culture. It's not it's not Western. It's not the holiday. It's not 
Black Christmas, which isn't a Christmas movie, but, you know. I did enjoy this film, even though I had to watch it in parts because I found it not difficult to watch, but I'm unaccustomed to the anime style. Okay. And the anime... But you've watched cartoons before. I've watched cartoons before. But I think there's something very... There's something very bizarre about anime. At times, I thought maybe it was hand animated humans even oh, the though... rotoscoping thing no 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 because that that would be um you know like physical real human beings actors yeah yeah and then then scanned enough like a scanner darkly or yeah. um tower yeah. Did you see the documentary tower this year no. brilliant we'll have to do it on the podcast soon um i thought maybe they had taken photographs of tokyo and then animated people onto them because the backgrounds were way more realistic than the characters like mm. like Miss Hannah, her mouth was gigantic. They do that overexpressive. Yeah, faces. like a snake. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Jin, he he was more I felt he looked more like the captain from Tintin. <laughs> and then I can't remember the girl's the girl. name. The girl. Yeah. She um she was more she was probably more as as close to an anime human as they I think they're ever going to get. Miyuki. Um, but I, I found it. I found it fun. I found it. I genuinely, I genuinely enjoyed it because I, I liked the positive message. No one was selfish in this film. Yeah, that's and people true. were re- and they were really repentant. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I like. I just loved the fact that it was this this kind of grungy kind of non Christmas Christmas movie that kind of still f- tapped into like the spirit of Christmas. It was, yeah, and it was kind of like this kind of. It was like kind of a caper, like kind of like a comedy of errors. Like it made me think of Midnight Run and Planes, Trains and Automobiles where they're kind of chasing around the streets trying to achieve something. And this, the, the thing they're trying to achieve in this is to find the baby's mother. But then they're kind of torn about that because Hannah really wants a, a kid. Because Hannah is a, Hannah's a, a man. A, a man, or, a drag queen. Or like, well, I don't know. Is he transgender? Because they, they, repla- they kept referring to him as like, like gay or, or homo faggot. or faggot, yeah. Um, which I don't know if well, the, they, the, I don't know if they actually meant to say faggot or if that's just no, the, they did because the character, the only character who said faggot was Jin, and Jin is that kind of character. But no, but just the, the word faggot is that just an American translation? Yeah. Well, no, because they would there would be a derogatory term for gay in Japanese as well. But it doesn't necessarily translate as faggot. It could be translated as something else. Well, in so much as anything can be translated. Because faggots are really, you know, it's it's a, it's a derogatory word. No, but it's 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 in America. It's seen as like almost the N word, but for gays. Yeah. So were were the filmmakers when they were making it isolated in Japan, mm-hmm. where they deciding this word has to be the most insane uh, insult, or is that how the American distributor who did the subtitles is that what they've decided? So who who is kind of to blame for the use of the word faggot? Well, there would have been. I I feel like that was a very conscious decision that this character would have said. He wouldn't have referred to him as gay or, you know, anything nice yeah. and positive. He was Jin is a is an alcoholic. He's a he's a liar. He's cheat. You know, he just cheats his way through life. He's living on the street. Um, he's the kind of character who would say faggot, and he 
but the way he says it is in kind of an, a weirdly affectionate way. So it's like that was like their, how, that was their dynamic, like how we it? say, "Oh, you gay" to each other. Yeah, like oh, Deborah you... Messing, you gays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. that's what that was. But yeah, I don't. I think the translation was probably on the money, to be honest. Their dynamic was 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 really really cool. Mm, it Jin, was really sweet. Jin looks like you know, like I said, the guy from Tintin. He's a drunk. He's very like aggressive and crank. Well, not aggressive. He's cranky. He's an old cranky man he's bitter yeah and the young girl really sweet needs to be they're a really really weird family unit because you've got the the old man you've got another man who's actually uh presenting as a woman Mm -hmm. so i was wondering if he was actually trans yeah that's what i thought and if he wasn't a he but he was a she because he was behaving like he wanted to be a woman wasn't he yeah you know traditional signifiers of being a woman hannah wanted this child because Mm -hmm. he she can't have her own yeah um and then you've got the kids. So it's a really weird family dynamic and you wonder why are they together? But they live on the streets and, you know, they're not restricted to one particular postcode. They can go wherever they want. Mm-hmm. But something is bringing them together. There's a real strong connection and bond there. Well, yeah, it's like a dis- dysfunctional family. Yeah. yeah. The, the people in the other films we've done, The Holiday and Black Christmas, they're all quite selfish people, especially mm-hmm. in the holiday. Yeah. They're all just out for themselves in a really weird whitewashed way. But in this film, they're so selfless mm-hmm. because all they care about is getting this baby to safety. Either, But they are torn about that because they also kind of want to keep the baby as but well. It, but so. it's all about what's best for the baby. Yeah, so Hannah yeah. wants to keep the baby because she knows that she can give it the love that the mother who has clearly abandoned the baby won't give. The kid... Actually, I can't remember what the kid wanted to do. Did the kid want to get... They wanted to find... Yeah, she wanted to find the mother, I think. And Jin... Jin wanted to find the mother. Jin just wanted to get rid of the baby full stop. It <laughs> doesn't matter where it goes. <laughs> um, the theme tune, I felt, was like a Peter K TV show. Oh, I don't remember that. See, this is the first one I watched on our list. So I watched this about two or, th- two or three weeks ago. This was the last one I watched on uh, this. So I watched so it fresh. about a week ago. Maybe fresh. within... Maybe five days ago. Okay. So there was a... It, it felt more TV in our episodes. I can't imagine watching this in the cinema, even though it was strangely cinematic. Oh yeah, it was cinematic. And that's the great thing about anime is it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's cartoony and yeah, it's, uh, it's like, it's like a big budget cartoon, obviously, but it's not like, but a it Hanna can Bar- expand the, you can do un- unrealistic shots and that kind of stuff. So, but it's not like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where, when someone's not talking, they're just frozen. Yeah, yeah. There was they always some, really, like, really well thought out. There was always something going on, either someone like moving their hand or moving their eye, or and it plays so well with that in a humorous way as well. Because there's like the background character, the woman on the escalator, who's like, she said she was pregnant. Yeah, and all that stuff. That's brilliant. <laughs> she said she was eating for two, <laughs> or the taxi driver. Yeah, who yeah. and when Hannah's like, I like handsome guys, and he's like. <laughs> and then later on when she stops a taxi in the, in the street because she yeah. and he's like <laughs> but just all those little little things that sort of tie up um it's very clever but just just and it didn't tie up in a way that felt too convenient it felt genuinely and it kind of it it raised the issue of like when when coincidences happened it made a joke out of them so like when yeah there was a lot of coincidences throwing herself off a bridge at the moment oh wait yeah. we are on a bridge and oh there she is <laughs> yeah. had that fairy that, tale feel to that it. stuff got a bit muddled i couldn't work yeah. out who was who and why they had a photograph of her by her broken down house with the, the famous building in the background that was really muddled and i felt if they if they 
paid attention to the story a little bit more and not maybe not so much on making sure that all the or maybe in addition to all the cool animation little little tidbits and little jokes and mm. the fact that the cats moved in a particular way mm. i thought those cats moved cats really great, well yeah. but like in a really realistic way it wasn't like yeah. you know the siamese cats from um lady and the tramp uh-huh. they were moving and generally like it, it was really well observed at how cat and i hate cats but oh i love them i know you do that was my favorite moment <sighs> actually my favorite moment was the bit where they realize they're in like a, a gangster sting in the middle of that that oh. party that was so well done. So well done. And for a film that doesn't feature, for an anime, for an animation that doesn't feature a lot of action, yeah. it held my attention. Yeah. It yeah. held my attention. And it was just like pieces of ink talking to each other. <laughs> well, you could say that about film as well. It's just recorded images. But with film, you know, you have, you have the other person to, to pay attention to as well. And there's depth in the eyes. This is obviously just ink. So that goes some way to to praise the director's sort of vision but also the animators mm-hmm. about how they put so much character they, they infuse it those characters with so much um sort of personality that it's it's quite hypnotic to watch it's, mm. it's really engaging yeah it is yeah I, I loved it i watched it the whole way through in one go and just absolutely loved it um and i, I love how it is kind of like progressive as well the, the fact that the, the the family the the homeless family they are all you know, it's not just three cis, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's not three cisgendered people. blokes. Yeah, yeah. And then the fact that then the, the girl Miyuku, she she meets um, the Spanish family as well, which is just this really lovely segment where they're kind of trying to communicate. But she speaks a, like, what, three English words or something? And this, the Spanish lady, or well, Hispanic, I'm not sure if she was Spanish. She speaks no Japanese. Yeah, they're Latino. Yeah. They were definitely Latino. And it's just like this lovely kind of thing where they ha- they bond without the use of language yeah it's just lovely and then there's that hilarious bit where she looks out the window and there's hannah going ah! <laughs> <laughs> i loved it when um gin was beaten up and oh, then well done. <laughs> happy christmas <laughs> I love, love it. but then an angel appeared and the angel was like do you want my magic or do you want an ambulance and just like ambulance and the, and the angel's like rude and disappears <laughs> like that's so fucked up and, and it, they never reference it again because well, the angel was one of the strippers right really yeah she, when when he when hannah gets taken into the bar where he used to work where she used to work um it's the, the strippers are sitting there oh is that how oh, it works I, yeah. I couldn't i did not get why he was like when hannah goes to like i'm come home yeah. I've come back. I didn't think, and he's there. I didn't know why he was there. Yeah, I just accepted it because it's a cartoon. <laughs> but you, you, you must have. I mean, I know you must watch Pixar. Yeah, I watch Pixar, but that's not anime. And it's not anime, but it's you know, it's it's essentially. I mean, fucking Marvel I mean, films are essentially cartoons. Yeah, I mean, the closest thing is is definitely kind of Akira and Ghost in the Shell, but then also kind of the cute cuteness of Studio Ghibli as well. It's got that kind of look. But the, the the kind of themes that they were presenting to us in in this film, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't imagine them putting into things like Pixar, and even maybe Studio Ghibli. Like what? What do you mean? Like the actual well, the darkness the, of the characters. The darkness of the characters. I mean, the the palette was really dark. Yeah. It was greys and it was browns and it was yeah. murky greens, and most of it was set at night. Yeah, yeah there, was... there wasn't that many day scenes. But also the fact, also the that, fact that she stabbed her dad. <laughs> the fact that she stabbed her dad. The fact that. Um, he lied about being, yeah. you know, he was in debt to the gangster and the gangster gets 
shot at, but the son actually, or the son-in-law takes the bullet. And mm. then, but all the gender play, mm. all the gender play was for 2000 and what was it? 2006, 2006? Well, it came out in 2004 over here, I think. Yeah. 2004. So 2004, that's really, that's really um, sort of really ahead of the curve, over a decade ahead of the curve. Even, but if you, even if the you assassin... Watch, Ghost who, in the Shell is really sexual. So the, these aren't kids' films. I mean, Tokyo Godfathers, you probably could let your like 11, 12-year-old watch it with a bit of, gui- with a, you know, a bit of guidance. Yeah, but, um, 12A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're not kids' films. That's the whole thing about anime is they're not kids' films. They are consumed by grown-ups and, you know, young adults. Um, so we shouldn't confuse them with Pixar. And so Pixar obviously can be enjoyed mm. and is by grown-ups. But the themes um, are more in line with kids. But they are essentially targeting a, a child audience. Yeah. And, and the kind of, the adult humour is the kind of set dressing and a bit of tinsel. For the adults who go... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember another memory. I'm having another memory. <laughs> Whenever my dad took me to cinema when I was a kid, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, look at this. Oh, my God, I love oh, Three God. Ninjas. And I look at my dad's got his eyes closed, and I'm going, like, elbowing him, and he goes, oh, I'm just resting my eyes. <laughs> resting your eyes. I rest my eyes every night. <sighs> I rest my case. <laughs> um, which character did you identify with the most? I loved Hannah. Mm. I don't know if it's because I'm a gay man. But I just kind of felt like I knew Hannah. I understood her, him the most mm. out of all of them. Yeah, I really liked Hannah. Yeah, she was, I mean, she was very, very tragic. She was tragic, yeah. And she was kind of expressive and emotional. And you kind of, you just felt really warm to her. Like that that feeling of somebody who really wants something in their life mm. and like can't have it essentially or... Now, especially now that she's a homeless person, mm. or he's a homeless. I don't. Know. Are we calling her him or her? I don't know. Hannah. <laughs> Hannah. Um, I mean, she presents as female. Yeah, let's refer true. to her as female. Yeah, yeah. Because she she but, refers but she herself as Hannah, as, but identifies as gay, right? Does she? So well, she doesn't like Ginny. Always calls her mm. faggot and queer. So yeah, maybe that's his. Yeah. That's his prejudice. He sees. He doesn't see trans. He just sees bloke in a dress. Yeah. Which somehow equates into gay, well, the, which doesn't have to. But I don't, you know, plenty I don't, of, I don't doubt that. Sorry, plenty of straight cross-dressers. True, um, but I don't doubt that Hannah isn't into men. Yeah, even though no one really has any romance in this. No, it's right. There's, there's a lack of romance. There's not isn't enough there? time for romance. There's no romance. Even it's the an anti-romance because the husband hates his wife because well, she's she trying to get rid of the, the baby. baby. From the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I love how she just suddenly grabs a van and drives it. <laughs> that action scene was genuinely good. Was it made me think of Back to the Future Part 2. Oh, really? Because, you know, when she, he's on the side. Uh, of the, oh, is it yeah. Hannah on the side? Or, no, it's Jin. Yeah. Jin's on the side of the... Was it Hannah? Who's on the side of the... I can't remember now. One of them's on the side of the, the, the van, and the van just sort of steers into the side of the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's gone, and he's not. He's sort of hanging on somewhere else. Yeah. So that made me think a bit in Martin, you know, in in number two he's trying mm-hmm. to get the all-star almanac <laughs> um yeah i think i i think i identify with hannah as well because mm. i get her plight she's misunderstood by a society that hasn't hasn't made any allocations for her yeah and she's really in a way she is selfish because she wants that baby for herself but it's mm. from a selfless yeah it's from a selfless point of view it's from a selfless um need mm. god can you hear that 
That's next door trying to break out their Christmas joy. <laughs> trying to break out of their own flat. Yeah. So that was Tokyo Godfathers, directed by Satoshi Kon. Join the conversation. Tweet us your thoughts and your reviews and your Boxing Day wishes to at TornStubsPod. Even if you're listening to this on December 27th. Oh, a day late. Oh, God, catch up. Yeah, we like five-star ratings. And if you want to give us one of those those (laughs) five-star ratings, that'd be a Merry Christmas, wouldn't it? Merry Christmas. We are off to find the baby in the bin. Until next time, which we are back on New Year's Eve. And I remain Robert Gershenson. And I'm Joshua Winning. Cut.